This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny His way. Hey guys, guess what? Next week, your girl is back from maternity leave. I'm I'm recording this prior to going on maternity leave, but just thinking about coming back to you guys after a couple months break, after giving birth to a whole human and just spending extended time with God and not necessarily working the day-to-day in my business, I'm excited now because I already know we're going to new levels when I get back. So I just wanted to let you guys know I'm coming back strong next week. This week's episode, though, is another throwback, one of the final throwbacks that we're going to put out. This is actually an episode called Pray About the Details that I did. Now, listen, y'all, this was episode 97. Episodes 97. We are at this point on episode 189. So that's a lot of episodes removed, but I love this episode because praying about the details is so, so, so important. And I know at this time I was really learning how to have a conversation with God and pray about the details of things as opposed to just kind of submitting my request to him and then like rolling out and hoping it works out for the best. This was one of the tools that were, for me, a great foundation in building my relationship with God. And so I wanted this to be a throwback that we featured during this time that I believe that you guys will love. So yeah, I'm excited. It's funny because I'm recording this early, but the excitement is just really still here because I just know God is going to show out on this show when I get back. And he's shown out before, but we're just going to new levels and I'm just super duper excited about it. But I'll see you guys next week. And without further ado, here's a throwback. Pray about the details. Work hard for what you want in life. You work hard for what you want in life. That that, that your word is your bond, that you do what you say you're gonna do. That your word is your bond, and you do what you say. That you treat people with dignity and respect. That you treat, 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 
Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I am excited today. Today is just a really, really good day. I had my bridal shower yesterday. If you guys follow me on Instagram, then you can see the pictures from that. And I'm still kind of on a high from the bridal shower. I'm super tired, but I'm just filled with so much gratefulness, like the people a lot of my family, of course, came, my friends, my bridesmaids, my aunt, my mom, my grandmother, like everybody. My cousin came from South Carolina. I really didn't have to do anything for my bridal shower. Only thing I insisted on doing because we had this little African chic theme going on. So if you guys follow me, you see how everybody had on some type of African print. And I just wanted to have like some African influences because my fiance is Nigerian. So I'm going to be Nigerian <laughs> when I get married. But the only thing I insisted on making, though, was jollof rice because my jollof rice is bomb. OK, and I didn't trust nobody else to make it that wasn't Nigerian. So <laughs> so I made it and it is so good. That's the only thing I did. And it's because I insisted on doing it. But yeah, my aunt and the bridesmaids and mom, everybody just did everything. And it was just so beautiful. I just showed up and smiled and took lots of pictures. I got some awesome gifts. I was cracking up at one gift I got from, I call her my spiritual mother with a V, but her and her husband are BJ and I's premarital counselors. And of course we go to the same church and she's just somebody I just love and adore so much. She's just everything. But she got me this gift. It was like a lingerie little stocking set. And so her little note was always something about always make sure you keep it freaky in the bedroom or something. And I was just cracking up because that's just so her. And I showed it to BJ. And he thought it was hilarious, but it was a cute little lingerie set, though. So we definitely going to get that popping on the honeymoon. It was such an awesome bridal shower and I'm still on the high from it. But back to the real world. The next stop is Jamaica. Get married on January 19th in Jamaica. So I'm really excited about that. But yeah, moving on to today's episode, just some church announcements real quick. I want to just remind you guys to please take the audience survey. The link is in the show notes. Definitely want to get as much information about you guys so that we can keep giving you great podcasts. And also we have some more advertisers, get you some relevant advertisements. Something I wanted to point out was... Well, me personally, just something that's important to me is to invest in black women owned businesses. So my hierarchy is my first choice is always to invest in black women. My second choice is black people. My third choice is just women. So whenever I do anything, that's kind of what I look for when it's time for me to spend my money somewhere. So my dentist is a black woman. I pay out of pocket because she's out of network. I don't pay totally out of pocket, but I pay co-pays that I usually would need to pay just because I wanted to use a black woman. My OBGYN is a woman, but I found a black woman recently. So I'm going to be switching to the black woman for that. And so even when it came to my bridal shower, I still haven't found a black nail tech. So y'all help me out if y'all know any in the DMV, but I've had some really bad experiences with folk when I've tried to, so, but I'm still open. But um, when it came to my bridal shower, I wanted to use still black or women owned businesses. So the caterer was a black woman and I like to use up and coming businesses too, because I want to be able to invest and help spread the word about your business. So the caterer was a black woman, shout out to Chef K. The photographer was a black woman, shout out to Tracy. 
The space we used was owned by a woman. The cake was designed by a woman-owned business. So everything, again, falls under that umbrella of Black or Black and woman-owned. I wanted to bring that up because that's how I like to operate when it comes to spending my money. I get frustrated a lot because the experience isn't always good. And because you guys are entrepreneurs, I do want to caution you how important it is to have systems and processes in place in your business because you don't want to leave money on the table. Remember, we've been talking about that for the last couple of weeks. And I personally don't chase anybody down to give them my money. Like, just because you're black in a woman-owned business or whatever, if you're not operating your business with integrity or you're not operating it well, I'm still not going to invest in you. Like being black in a woman is not the only qualification. It's just what I look to first. We will reach out to them and they wouldn't even be hitting us back. So most of the people, of course, you find on Instagram, especially when it comes to like photographers and things like that. A lot of times I find stuff on Instagram when I'm looking for things. And so I was sending my aunt was planning a shower and she was the host. So I would be sending the people to her and she would reach out to them because they didn't have any instructions in their bio, no email, phone connected. So the only way we had to get in contact was through a DM. So people will email us or respond to her DM like weeks later talking about, oh, this was in the little folder where if you're not following the person, it goes to message request as opposed to being in your inbox. So like, oh, this was in the other folder. Do you still need a photographer? Like if you have a business, make sure you guys, you have things in place to where people can reach you. DMs can get very hectic. I do not suggest doing business in DMs, but make it very clear in your bio or something, ways that people can contact you. So for business inquiries, reach out to put your email address, connect your email address to your social media profiles and things like that. So people know the process to get in touch with you. Have something set up to where if they send you an email, they get an automatic response. Hey, thank you so much for your email. Please allow 24 to 48 hours for us to get back to you. In the meantime, here's a link to check out our prices, or here's a link to check out some of our work. Have something there that kind of answers the high-level questions, which is usually, can I see your work or what's your prices and things like that. Have that stuff available in the automated email. So then by the time you reach out to somebody, the conversation is quicker and they already know what your prices are or whatever, but have some type of system in place. Not we send a DM because the only way we can reach out to you and then three weeks later, you like, oh, this was in the other folder. Like, no, come on, y'all. We not doing that. So just because you're a new business, a small business or a one man show, it does not matter. We have to form our businesses to where they are running like Fortune 500 companies. They're running on high levels. No matter what level you are, you need to build a business that operates on a high level. And you do that by having those processes and systems in place. And that also keeps you organized. And it keeps the customer happy because if I get an automated email saying you'll get back to me in 24 to 48 hours, I'm going to say, cool, I'm going to expect to hear back from you in two days. And I'm not going to really just go looking for somebody else right away because I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to hear back from such and such because this is what their policy is. So, yeah, just a little tidbit. It was definitely frustrating to feel like we had to chase people down to give them money. But thank God everybody we used was great. So all is well. But I did want to put that out there since most of you guys, if not all of you guys, are entrepreneurs. 
a couple other little church notes follow me on instagram y'all my little instagram is growing i'm excited about that but i want to do a lot more on my page so make sure y'all follow me at tatum tamia for the amount of people who listen to the show every week i don't have that amount of followers (laughs) so follow me on ig you guys help me get my little followers up i really only want the swipe up feature if i'm being honest with you because it just makes a lot of things way more convenient so follow me so i can get the swipe up feature Y'all always ask me, Tatum, how can we sew into you? Just follow me on IG so I can get the swipe up feature. That's all I want. That can be y'all Christmas gift to me. Okay. (laughs) Another little announcement. Our audience grew this month. You guys, we grew by 20%. The month is not even over. We still have a few more days left. This is the last episode of October and we're already surpassed the 30,000 listeners mark. And I'm super excited. We've been hovering around. Now it's important to know the difference between numbers, the audience. When I say audience, I mean, this is the amount of people who subscribe and listen every week. Like the people who I can guarantee, or I can guarantee these amount of people are going to listen to my show every week. Not the people who stream it and then disappear or anything like that. But these are the people who have almost every episode in their phone right now. So we've been hovering at the 25,000 mark for like the last 90 days. And so I was so excited to see how our number jumped to over 30,000 now. And the week isn't, the month isn't over. We got a few more days. So we'll probably be closer to 35,000 before the month is over. But I just wanted to say welcome to everybody who's new to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. What makes me so happy about when the audience increases is because one, I don't pay for advertising for the show. I don't really even post when there's a new episode out. I kind of just record it, put it out there and everybody else posts when it's a new episode out, you know, word of mouth, business tip, word of mouth is always the number one form of marketing. So if you put out great stuff, people are going to tell other people about it. And with social media, the word spreads very quickly. So I pride myself in letting the audience speak for me when it comes to this show. And you guys do that. And this show is able to grow strictly from word of mouth. I get DMs and emails and stuff all the time saying like, I don't even listen to podcasts, but somehow I was just scrolling through and I feel like God led me to your show. Then I listened to this episode and you were speaking right to me and stuff like that truly warms my heart, not only because I'm able to serve more people and I'm able to be a mouthpiece for God to more people, but because to me, that shows how much God trusts me. So whenever God enlarges my territory, I take it with such honor because I really live my life to make God proud. And whenever my territory increases and I hear the success stories and see the fruit, of what it is that I do every single week. It just makes me feel so blessed. So welcome to everybody that's new to the show. Y'all follow me on IG too. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by Issue. As a content creator, one of the most annoying things about creating content is having to change everything to fit whatever platform that I'm using. So I have to make it one size for Instagram posts, another for stories, another for Facebook. And it's just really time consuming to worry about those nitpicky details that's involved with putting the final touches on what I'm trying to put out. The great thing about Issue is they're an all-in-one platform that creates and distributes beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines, to sales collateral for social media posts, 
and they take care of all those details like reformatting it for whichever platform that you're going to post on. So it's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, or anybody that wants to make eye-catching content. And best of all, it's free to get started with Issue. Go to issue.info slash blessed to sign up for your free account. That's I-S-S-U-U dot info slash blessed to sign up and let them know that you heard about them from our show. Remember, it's dot info, y'all, and not dot com. Go to issue.info slash blessed and sign up for your free account today. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the last thing I'm going to be answering questions today. I have a lot of questions in my DMs that I want to get through. But before I get to that, something that's really been on my mind for the last couple of weeks is if you're blessed and bossed up. So you're a entrepreneur and you love God and God is your CEO. It's important that you not only pray about the high level things like, God, what do you want me to do next? And God may say, I want you to do an event. So you curate an event without asking, without praying about the details, about the particulars. You know, God doesn't just want to be a part of the big things. He wants to be a part of the small things as well. So specifically for those of you guys who curate events, it's so important for you to pray about who needs to be speaking at your events. And this came up in my bossy posse group. It's a mastermind group that I'm in. We were texting last week and we're all paid speakers. So we were kind of having this conversation because we know in entrepreneurship, there's this new age stuff about, we talk about it on the show about how people now are worshiping the creations instead of the creator. So you have those people who talk about the universe and say the universe is God when that's not true. God created the universe or people who use these crystals or whatever to bring healing and all of that. When that is the creation, you're worshiping the creation and not the creator. So you're 100% out of order and they're, I could go all day about that stuff, but I'm not even going to do it. Yeah. So because we're in entrepreneurship, there's a lot of that. So we were talking about how we believe in God. You know, we believe in God. We pray in Jesus name and we're very clear about where we stand with our faith. You don't have to ask us who we pray to. We're going to tell you. And a lot of people who talk about God are not really worshiping God or not really about that life. So if you're curating event because of that. So for us, we were talking about like, how do we navigate what spaces we're going to be in? Because I personally, unless God says, I'm going to put you in his room to be a light. And that's why I have to make sure my prayer life is good. And God is really ordering my steps because I don't like to be in spaces where I have to defend my faith. So if you looking at me and you say something like, well, she has Christianity, but I believe in this. I don't like that. I love God so much. I look at it the same way of me in any like not like physical relationship. Let's say my mom or my sister or my fiance, whatever. I look at it like that. Like if you try to play them, I'm going to square up with you. And it's the same thing. If I feel like somebody is trying to play my faith or play down my God, like he not real. 
I get an attitude. Like, and I know it's just because of how much I love God and how loyal I am, I guess. But I don't like to be in spaces where I feel like I have to defend my faith. I respect everybody else's point of view. I'm not the type of person that's going to beat my faith onto you. I'm just going to continue to do me. You can live your life. That's fine. You know, I don't have a problem with that, but I don't want to feel like I'm defending my faith because now I don't like it. So for me, it's like I choose to be in spaces then with like-minded people enough to where I know we're talking about the same God. And I feel like I've been in spaces recently where I don't know if we're talking about the same God. If I say a scripture, you can't clap for a scripture and then talk about the universe is going to orchestrate stuff together. That doesn't make sense to me. The universe ain't orchestrating anything. But nevertheless, this was our conversation in the group chat of just like, how do we choose spaces that we need to be in? And one of the ladies was saying how she really prays for the curator of the event, that they have enough discernment to have the right people in front of the room. And so the reason why I wanted to bring this up is to tell you guys who are curating these events to Mind the details of the event. Pray about the people who are in the room. There are events, and I have people who pay attention, who are in my life, who will text me and be like, hey, such and such is speaking at this same event that you're speaking at. Like, I'm praying for you. Because they know that that person ain't right. I know that that person ain't right, but I didn't know that person was speaking at the event until I seen them on the same flyer as me. I had no idea. And now I'm like, hold on, what's going on here? Why is the person that's creating this event, why is their discernment not high enough to see that something's wrong here, that this person may be talking about God, but they're not of God for real, or they may have been about God at one point, but God then left and something ain't right there. Like, why isn't the curator of the person that's putting this together, why isn't their discernment high enough to see that? And so for me, I thank God because in situations where I've been in like that, I've never spoken on the same day as the person I know ain't right, whose spirit ain't right. I've always never been in the same room at the same time. Well, that's a lie. I have once, but majority of the time I haven't been on the same stage at the same time with that person. So I thank God for that because I don't play with other people's little demons. I don't want no parts. Yeah. So I was like, why is it that the person who's curating the event doesn't see this? And so the person in my group, she was saying like, she really prays for the curator. And that's something I'm going to start doing. I didn't do that before. But I'm going to start doing that. Like when I get invited to events after God gives me the okay that this is something I need to do or something I can do, then I need to pray more for the person who's curating that event so that they're not being so consumed with somebody's success that they overlook the character flaws of somebody. Because for anybody who curates events, you have to be very mindful and cautious about who you set in front of people. If you're putting yourself in a position to influence a large room of people and invest in them, and all these people are showing up to learn from whomever you put in front of them or have their businesses impacted, you have to be more cautious about who you put in front of them. And that's why I pray about what events I even attend as a student, because you're not going to put anybody in front of me just because they a millionaire and think I'm about to listen to them. No, it's not happening. This episode is brought to you by Grammarly. Y'all know right now we're doing a lot of things digitally, right? A lot of emails are being sent. A lot of things now are being written as a result of a lot of us being at home and doing things uh, digitally to distance ourselves from others. 
So with that, we really got to make sure that the emails that we're sending, the text that we're writing, as we're doing business online, that we're putting our best words forward. We're using words in the right context. We are spelling things correctly, and we're making sure we maintain that professionalism in our written communication, right? So Grammarly is the digital writing assistant that helps more than 20 million people put their best words forward. And signing up for a Grammarly account is totally free. It gives you real-time spelling and grammar checks as you right. It works where you work so that you can communicate with clarity and confidence on every platform. So whether you're writing a social media post, you're uh, doing any type of document, let's say in like Google Docs, whether you're writing an email, wherever you're writing, Grammarly works where you work. And if you want deeper insights on your writing, Grammarly Premium helps you write like a pro with advanced real-time feedback. It gives you advanced feedback on grammar, punctuation, sentence structure, and style. So it's the perfect tool for anybody who wants to stand out for every word. Get 20% off of Grammarly Premium when you sign up at Grammarly.com slash blessed. That's 20% off Grammarly Premium at Grammarly.com slash blessed. That's G-R-A-M-M-A. R-L-Y.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. So for you guys, that's something I'm going to start doing is praying for the people who are curating the events I speak at. But for you guys who are curating these events, if God is your CEO, you have to have him be a part of the details of your events or whatever it is that you're doing. And that includes allowing him to say yay or nay or seeking him on behalf of the people that you have in the room, especially if you are doing anything that's faith based, where people are coming to have a spiritual experience as well as an experience with their business. That's way more serious now because you don't want somebody's demonic spirits to be imparted into some else because of your negligence that is so dangerous so I just wanted to really caution you guys because I've seen it personally from people who listen to this show I've seen it firsthand where you have people in front of a room who are not right I've been in spaces where I'm like I'm getting out of here because why am I sitting here talking to these people about God and really pouring out my heart out about God and then somebody next to me tells me that oh you can do that Christian thing but my chakras, no, no, we don't need to be sitting next to each other because I don't want whatever's on you hopping on me because I can already feel something ain't right because my discernment is a gift and my discernment is really, really high. So I already know something ain't right. So I don't want to put myself in no position to where your demons is coming close to me. Okay. But yeah, that's just what I wanted to tell you guys. Just make sure you're praying for the details. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Mental health is so, so important, especially with everything that's going on in the world, getting used to this new normal, and then going to have to, of course, transition into something else as the world changes. It can be very mentally taxing to us as individuals. And so our mental health is just so important that we really take control of it right now. And we really take an active approach on making sure that we're mentally well. Counseling is here for you. 
BetterHelp is the world's largest e-counseling platform. So for me, with my busy schedule, it's sometimes really hard to research and make appointments with in-person counselors. So I need something that's very, very convenient and something that will easily integrate into my lifestyle. And I find myself sometimes, honestly, not even going to counseling at all because it's not typically offered at that level of convenience that I need. But with BetterHelp, they will connect you with a professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. It is super convenient, you guys. You can now get help on your own time and at your own pace. Also, BetterHelp is available worldwide. So no matter where you are on the globe, BetterHelp is available for you. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. Anything that you share is totally confidential. And on top of all of that, you can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. So if you need to talk to somebody ASAP, BetterHelp will get you with someone in under 24 hours. And best of all, it's truly an affordable option. And on top of it being affordable already, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code BLESSED. So why not get started today, you guys? Go to betterhelp.com slash blessed. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and you get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash blessed. Let's get back to the show. Okay, let's answer some questions. For those of you who want to submit a question, the easiest way to do it is to DM me on Instagram. That way I can just screenshot it and have it ready for the show. When people send me emails, sometimes it gets lost in all of the emails that I have. So go on my IG at Tatum Tamia and just DM me a question. It makes it so much easier. So the first question says, good morning. I prayed all is well with you. First off, I want to say that your podcast has blessed me so much not just from giving me the encouragement to start a business, but also growing in my faith. So my question is, when you're thinking about becoming a full-time entrepreneur, how do you calculate health care, insurance, and a retirement saving? This is an excellent, excellent question. So I'm going to be honest with you. Health care for entrepreneurs is trash. It is super expensive for absolutely nothing. And for those of you who don't know, I'm 26 so I stayed on my parents' health insurance as long as I could. Thanks to Obama, I was able to stay on until I was 26. And then now I'm on my fiance's health insurance. So luckily I was able to get on the health insurance with his job. So before that though, when I was exploring my options, trying to figure out what it is I'm going to do, I was like, I'm about to just not be insured because it's really ridiculous when you look at it. And I did a lot of research on different plans for self-employed people. And like I said, it's a high premium for no coverage. And you're pretty much paying out of pocket, if I'm being honest, like with the deductibles, you're pretty much paying out of pocket every time you go to the doctor. So you're paying out of pocket when you go to the doctor and you're paying these high premiums every month. It's ridiculously expensive. And if you're a relatively healthy person and you only need to go to the doctor, let's say for like, you know, those regular checkups or you may have a cold or something that's relatively normal, it's cheaper to just go to like a patient first where I was going to patient first while I was I had my little short period of being uninsured. I was going to patient first whenever I needed to because they have like a limit where they don't charge you more than like $300 or something, I think. I saw it on their website. So I would just go there and pay out of pocket. And my visits were never 
over like a hundred. They were never over a hundred dollars. They were actually a lot less than that because I was going for, you know, routine stuff because thank God I'm relatively healthy. So I wish I could tell you like the perfect place to go for great health insurance, but there isn't. Um, and unfortunately that's just the fact for right now. And I had to get on my fiance's jobs, health insurance because it's terrible. So yeah, sorry. I wish I had more positive uh, answer for that, but it's really terrible. The next part of your question was, how do you calculate a retirement savings? So this is good because this is actually one of my 2019 goals is to start my retirement savings account. So you can get in what most people suggest. Disclaimer, I am not a financial advisor. I'm just somebody who's researching this for myself. You can get a Roth IRA account for a self-employed person. And if you go to, I think, Nerd Wallet, if you just Google, matter of fact, I'll put it in the show notes. I'll get a link to the article I'm talking about, and I'll put it in the show notes where it compares the different retirement accounts for entrepreneurs. And they have really great retirement accounts for entrepreneurs. So just do your research, figure out which one works best for you and start investing. I know a lot of people don't talk too much about retirement accounts for entrepreneurs. I guess it's assumed that if you make money, you don't need that. Or if you have your own business, you don't need that. But no, you still need that retirement account. But I'll put the links in the show notes. There's also other great ways to set yourself up legacy wise. So let's say investing your money in something like a property or something like that would be great. You can still use more low risk ways like certificates, is a really low risk way to invest your money. What else? There's insurance policies you can take out on your business. I forgot the name of this insurance policy, but it's an insurance policy where you can take it out on your business. So if you pass away, then the business gets a payout, which is like the a couple times the person's salary. The business gets a payout. And then the business passes on to whoever you have it set up as in your estate plans. But the business passes on and the business gets a payout. So that's another great way to set your business up for the long term. It's not necessarily retirement. I'm kind of moving on to legacy stuff. But there are so many great ways to invest your money as an entrepreneur. So I'm going to leave a link, though, to the retirement account information. I think it's from Nerd Wallet. I'm going to double check it when I'm done so that you can kind of just look at the different ones and figure out which one works best for you. I'm going to paraphrase the next question. She has a few parts to the question. One of them is she wants to start a podcast and doesn't know where to begin and what is needed. If any of you guys want to start a podcast, I have a podcast course available where I give you the logistics on starting the podcast, but I focus a lot on creating the show monetizing it and marketing it because you can have a podcast, but you want to have ears to it. So go to blessedandbossedup.com, click on courses, and it's there. But in addition to that, she was saying that she's not sure if this is an idea from God or is it just her because she's struggling with how to hear from God. And my advice would be after you get an idea, and I have an episode on this as well, what to do after I have an idea. But after you get an idea, you pray about it. God, is this idea from you? If it is, please give me confirmation. And then you wait for confirmation. After you get and confirmation could come in the form of, I might say something on this show and it sticks to your soul. That might be confirmation. You may be reading something. You may see a certain scripture, whatever. You'll know when it's confirmation. 
And then after you get confirmation, then you ask God, when am I supposed to execute this? Because sometimes God gives us things that we're not supposed to do just yet. I have a whole whiteboard full of things that I'm going to be doing. And I always ask God when, and when I get the answer of when I put the little date next to it, or I'll say not right now next to it or whatever. And then when that time comes, I'll go back to it and like, okay, God, do you want me to do this now? Or most of the time, God will remind me of something that I'm supposed to be doing, but always ask for when. And then after you get those, then you ask God for the how. God, what is this podcast supposed to be about? How do you want me to impact your people? What do you want me to do? Then that's when you start talking about the particulars, about whatever idea it is that you have. So that's my system of going through it. And I suggest that anybody who is new to their walk with God go through this process just to make sure that you're moving in the right direction. But I do want to caution you, though, that after you get a little bit more spiritually mature, God might not do all of that because he knows he knows you know his voice by now. And a lot of times us who may be a little bit more spiritually mature, a lot of times all of this God give me confirmation stuff is just because you don't really want to do it for real and you just procrastinating. So I know for me, a lot of times if I be like, God, give me confirmation, he doesn't because I know what he said. I'm just not really trying to do it. So I'm using that as a way to procrastinate on it. But if you are still new in your walk with God and you're trying to figure things out, he knows that. If you're a baby in Christ, he's not going to give you some steak and potatoes to eat, right? He's going to spoon feed you and really meet you where you are because, you know, he knows that. And of course, the big question that everybody has, and I'm going to do a podcast on this because I can't find this book. Of course, y'all know I recommend How to Hear from God by Joyce Meyer. And I've had the book for a while. Like it was actually my mother's book. And I ended up reading it a couple of years ago. And I know I have it. I just have to find it. But I'm going to do a podcast episode before this year is out on how to hear from God. And I'm going to use that book as the foundation because I don't even want to just tell you guys to go read this book. Because unfortunately, a lot of y'all are not going to go read the book. And I feel like it's my responsibility to really help you grow. And if I leave it up to you and you don't get the book, then I feel like I failed in a way when I could have put in a little bit more work to give you the information. So yeah, get the book though, for those of you who do, but I'm definitely going to get the book and break it down and do it on a podcast. But that does not give you the reason to wait for me though. Don't wait for me to do that. If you're really struggling with hearing from God. Get that book now and really start reading it. And shout out to everybody who has gotten a book so far. Okay, so the last question is pretty much about fasting. So paraphrasing, she has this business. She's been inconsistent with her relationship with God up until this point. And she hears me talk about fasting, but she feels like at this point, she isn't able to step away from her business to fast for a full day and wanted to know my advice. So... My advice to her, and I think I responded to this in the DM too, is to fast anyway. And I wanted to bring this question up because I know a lot of you guys may be struggling with this. Like, I'm so busy. How am I going to actually fast? I already got to work. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm building my business. I'm doing all of these things. I don't have time to fast. And if I'm being completely frank with you guys, that's all the reason why you need to fast. Fasting allows you to humble yourself before God, because at the end of the day, God comes before all of these responsibilities that you have. And 
with fasting, fasting is a strategy. So with your fasting and with you connecting to God, he's going to give you what you need to be able to manage all of the responsibilities that you have better, to be able to grow your business better, to be able to have more peace about everything that you have going on. He's not going to let your whole life go to shambles if you fast for one day. And to be frank, your life isn't going to go into shambles if you fast for one day. But fasting is all about denying your flesh and feeding your spirit. And denying your flesh also means denying that need or what you think is a need to stay busy or what you think is a need to be everything for everybody and humbling yourself before God so that he can tell you what you actually need to do or how you actually need to do the things that you had in your life. So it's very important to fast and not to make your responsibilities seem bigger than what they are. And she also mentioned how she was inconsistent. And I can totally identify with that because up until a couple of years ago, I was extremely inconsistent with my relationship with God. But what I realized is what you focus on magnifies. And it's the same as with a magnifying glass. If I was to put up a glass to my face right now and look at something, it will get bigger. But if I didn't focus on it and I focused on something else, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. So for me, by focusing on my relationship with God, that magnified and everything else wasn't that big of a deal because I was focused on God, because I was honed in on him and what he wanted me to do. And I did, and I committed to that or showed that by fasting, by denying everything my flesh wanted. My flesh wanted food. My flesh wanted to work on my business. My flesh wanted to do whatever it is my responsibilities was that day. My flesh wanted to do that. But instead I denied my flesh and focused on feeding my spirit and humbling myself before God so that he can use me. And so because I focused on God and I continue to focus on God, not just through fasting, but through prayer, through worship, through allowing him to use me on this podcast. I never get on this podcast. I never, ever hit record without praying. When I talk about the way our numbers grow, I don't say, God, thank you so much for sending me all of these people for enlarging my territory. I say, God, thank you so much for thinking that I was worthy enough for over 30,000 people to listen to me every week. Talk about you. Thank you so much for trusting me enough to be able to pour into your people. Thank you so much for directing people to me so that I can direct them back to you. I decrease myself today and every single day so that you can be magnified in me. I want everything that comes out my mouth to be out the mouth of you. I want you to guide me in everything that I say. I don't want any word or sentence I say on this show to be said in vain. I want you to use me in every way possible. I surrender this amazing platform that you've given me back to you because it isn't about me. It isn't about what I got going on in my life. It's about you. And as a woman of God, as a person that you have increased, not only in the natural, but in the spiritual, it's my job to always bring people back to you. These are the things that I say before I hit record on this podcast, because it's important for me to always magnify God. And it's the same for you. You're magnifying what it is that you're doing. You're magnifying your responsibilities. You're magnifying your business and it's taking you away from God. I know many of you are new, so you may not have heard a few months ago, I had an episode to where I talked about the perception of success. Social media will lead you to think that if you're not busy all day, you're not doing nothing. Or if you're not working 24 hours, if you're not out working everybody, then you're not doing nothing. You're not going to be successful. That's not true. 
You don't have to be overworked to be successful. And in the beginning of this year, God was really leading me to read the book of Jeremiah. And I didn't realize why. Jeremiah is a very long book in the Bible. It's out of order. It's not even like in chronological order. So it's super all over the place. So I got a Bible study on the book. And I was going through this Bible study and it eventually hit me why I was reading it is because God needed to fix my perspective of success. My idea of success was everything I had on my vision board, my house in Potomac that I want, my white Porsche Panamera that I want, my happy marriage that I want, my healthy, God-loving children that I want, all of these materialistic things, my desire to not ever worry about money was up there, a millionaire up there. All of these things were up there. But God was like, none of that is success. Success is you pleasing me, is you magnifying me. If anything else comes before that, then it becomes an idol. So if your business and your responsibilities are more important than you humbling yourself and fasting and spending time with God, then everything else in your life has become an idol at this point. So now your business is just like them crystals people be praying to. You giving too much weight to it. Fasting is so important. I told her when I responded to her, my advice is to fast anyway. It doesn't matter how busy your business is. God is first. That's the order. God, family, business. If your family was in shambles, you should put that business on pause for a second and go fix your marriage and go pray for those kids, whatever the situation is, because that comes before business. It's an order. It's a priority ladder. So for any of you guys who are struggling with the area of fasting, that's probably why you're not getting what you want to get. That's probably why you're not getting the results you want to get in your business. It's probably why you're not getting the peace that you want in your life. All of these people, one thing I noticed as of late, and I pray and thank God for peace of mind every single day, is because we're talking a lot more about mental health and things like that, which is awesome. But a lot of people are suffering from anxiety that don't have to, genuinely don't have to, who don't have the chemical imbalance in their mind or anything. They're just working themselves up by worrying about what's going on in their life. And I identify with that because I used to have anxiety because I didn't know how to cope with what was going on in my life. But now because I've magnified God, well, not only because I've magnified God, but because I've gone to counseling and things like that over the last couple of years or last year to just learn different ways to navigate the struggles that I was having. But overall, number one, because I magnified God then everything else wasn't that big of a deal. And because I truly love God with all my heart, that's another thing. A lot of people don't love God with all their heart yet. And it's okay to be in that place. Like God knows where you are. You don't got to fake like, oh, I love God so much when you don't. Like, just keep it real. I told y'all when I prayed a couple years ago, I was like, or last year, I was like, God, I'm not passionate about you. Because if I was, I would be a lot closer to you by now. I would be a lot more consistent. I'm not passionate about you. Can you light a fire on the inside of me that doesn't go out? I had to be honest. And God lit that fire inside of me that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But I had to admit to where I was at. So a lot of you guys need to do that as well. Admit to where you're at and fast and be real. Like, you know what, God? I don't know how to hear your voice. I believe in you, but it's hard to stay consistent with being growing close to you. I've been going back and forth with you for the last 20 years. I want to just be consistent with something in my life. Like, I don't trust you yet. 
because I've always had to take care of stuff for myself. I've always been the strong one in my family. Nobody's been there for me the way I've been for other people. I've done so much for myself. I've overcome so much. I don't know how to trust somebody I can't see. I want to be successful so bad that I'm doing everything in my power. I don't know what it means to make you the CEO. I don't know how to surrender all to you and not do what I was taught. And be honest. And then on your fast and say, but today, God, I want to learn. Can you show me who you are? Can you show me how you've been there for me my whole life? Can you show me what I need to do to make you the CEO? Can you show me what my purpose is? I want to hear from you. Can you speak to me in a way that I know it's you? So for any of you guys that's struggling, and I know somebody is because while I'm talking about this, I told you I don't pray before this show for no reason. I know when I go on rants, it's for a reason. It's some people who are struggling with the fasting, who are struggling with the faith, who are struggling with really surrendering all to God, who feel like they're too busy. And I'm telling you that you have to magnify God and stop magnifying the problems and the situations in your life. If you magnify God, who knows all, who knows your end from your beginning, who knows who's always with you, who knows every single detail about you, if you magnify him, then everything else will fall into place. And it's not like when I say everything fall into place, I'm not saying it's going to be this magical wand that's going to go and your life is going to change. No, he's going to start telling you what to do. When God says, Tatum, stop working with people one-on-one. And I'm like, that was one of them times where I was like, God, I need confirmation for this because working with people one-on-one is a great monthly paycheck for me, if I'm being honest. So I need confirmation. So I got confirmation and through a scripture, I was watching a sermon and the scripture was, I think it was, I don't remember, but the scripture said, you're trying to be a fisherman of fish and I called you to be a fisherman of men. And that's just really just stuck in my heart. And what God was trying to show me was I was playing too small and I was worried about the fish, but God wanted me to impact people on a high level. I could never work with 30,000 people one-on-one, never. But I can talk for one hour a week and impact the lives of 30,000 people every week. But if I was trying to focus on the messages because I'm a strategic person, so if my income is based on coaching or consulting, the podcast is going to be a way to get coaching and consulting clients. So the podcast will be a little bit more strategic in converting people into clients. But God was like, no, you're not doing that. You need to be a mouthpiece for me. I called you to do things in the kingdom. I ain't never wanted to do anything spiritual. If I'm being honest with you, I just wanted to do what I wanted to do. But it wasn't until I started magnifying God. I always wanted to be rich and conspicuous. I wanted to be that person who was wealthy, but you had no idea who I was. I was on my winery in Napa Valley, minding my business selling my wines, hanging out with my husband and my kids. And my grandma got her a little house on the property so she can come cook whenever she wants to. Everybody taken care of. And I'm just happy. Feet up, living my best life. And don't nobody know me. And I don't have to deal with people. I can be the biggest introvert I want to be. But God's like, no, that's not what I called you to do. I'm calling you to high places. I need you to open your mouth because that's the gift I gave you. Your boldness is what I gave you for a reason and you're going to use it for the kingdom. So I had to, from magnifying God, it's when he started to really use me. 
And I really started to understand what my purpose was. And I would have never gotten there if I would have been so focused in what I was doing and what my business was at the time. So by magnifying God, I realized what I was slaving over every day wasn't even what he wanted me to do. Imagine that. Imagine doing that for years and years and years. So again, a lot of you guys, you have to really stop magnifying the problem. Stop magnifying your circumstances. Stop making it seem like you're so busy to fast. You're so busy to spend time with God. You're not. You're being stubborn and you're making your situation an idol. You're putting your situation before God, which is out of order and very dangerous. So I'm going to stop it right there. We're on a 45 minute mark. Y'all know I want to keep the show to 45 minutes. So yeah, I'm gonna stop it right there. If you have questions, shoot me a DM at Tatum Tamia, T-A-T-U-M-T-E-M-I-A on Instagram. And yeah, I'll talk to you next week.